Hello, fitness enthusiasts. What's happening, my peoples? Woo! It has been a long couple of weeks. A long couple of weeks. I missed y'all. Woo! Let me tell you. This pandemic is no joke. None. No jokes happening. Some of you may not know that I'm a first responder. And in my line of work, when people are unable to come to work in mass, things don't slow down until they get back. That doesn't happen. Things actually get busier for the people that are still there. And a lot of us um, and the people that we serve have been ill. Um, You know, the pandemic's out there, and I'm sure maybe you're experiencing this at your job as well. You know, that illness, it's running through us. You know, it really is. For for me, at my job, there was over 200 people off work in addition to folks who were already off due to injury and vacations and, you know, stuff like that. Um, So that was an additional 200 people that were not at work. So there was a lot going on. You know, the struggle was real. Struggle's real, you know, um, and I got to tell you that environment, sometimes it has both positive and negatives. On the one hand, you know, people understand the ramifications of short staffing. So in times like that, we buckle up and we pull up our big pants and we get in there and we do the hard work when it matters most. But um, it also means there's a lot of guilt that comes and sometimes even shame when we can't do that, when we're unable to, when we can't just show up and we can't be there for our people, for our partners, for the people that we work with and people that we serve, you know, we feel guilty about that. And sometimes we feel some shame and that's not a good thing for a couple of reasons. Number one, number one, guilt and shame can cause us to hide our pain and our injuries and illnesses. And we should be addressing our health and not ignoring it, you know, address it, don't ignore Uh, And number two, it can cause us to make decisions that are not in the best interest of ourselves or others because we're taking on more than our bodies are telling us is healthy. And that has consequences, not listening to our body, you know, real consequences. And it can create a bigger issue of pressure that is uh, placed on each of us, on each other, because we have an environment now where we feel like we have to come and we're at work when we should be at home. When we should be at home and not there infecting each other with our illnesses or otherwise unable to effectively perform our jobs safely. So I don't say that to complain because there's not really a good answer. But, you know, I just wanted to put it out there because even though we know we signed up for a job that we knew was rigorous and would involve showing up when we had a certain level of discomfort, we expected that people weren't going to tell us to come home. Uh, I mean, to stay home when we had discomfort. And as a supervisor, you know, I'm not telling my people just to stay home whenever there's just discomfort. But we also need to know where the line is between discomfort and unhealthy behavior. Let me say that again. We need to know where the line is between discomfort and unhealthy behavior. Because sometimes that line gets very blurred very blurred. 
you know, again, this is just something to think about, a situation that needs airing out a little bit and some discussion to find a way to ensure that we're all practicing healthy balance to perform and to remain safe because many of us are experiencing this right now. And that's also the subject of this episode, balance in both the body and the mind. But I want to back up for just a minute and introduce myself. I am Sin with Mind Your Matters, redefining fitness podcast at SAS Factor Fitness. I'm a certified personal trainer with a corrective exercise specialty, a former athlete and first responder who has also recovered from multiple injuries, yet I still am able to participate in endurance sports and activities, and I'm super excited to say that. Let me tell you, because I, you know, it, that wasn't always the case. I was struggling. I was struggling for a long time. So I'm excited to be able to do that. And now I'm here and I'm cultivating this community of fitness enthusiasts that believe at the core, fitness is about total well-being, physically, mentally, and spiritually. So if you're out there seeking to get reconnected with yourself in order to f- restore your fitness, after injury or illness or other life events have had other plans for you and you want to achieve optimal fitness goals, you're in the right space. You're in the right place because here we talk about topics in all the areas that we truly believe are connected to fitness, including mindset. And today it's going to be balance and mindset. Because, you know, we can't get physically fit until we adjust our mindset and our relationship with ourselves so that we can be successful in our efforts. I want to repeat that. We can't get physically fit until we adjust our mindset and relationship with ourselves so that we can be successful. Because the point is not just to gain fitness, but to sustain it. And balance is a good way to start looking at our current fitness, our fitness goals, and any life events that are presenting themselves as barriers to our progress. Now, what is balance exactly when we're talking about fitness? Because we hear that word get bandied about and tossed around a lot to indicate some sort of equity between various draws, you know, on our energy, our choices, some tensions between behaviors, you know, like we've heard it, the work-life balance or a balanced diet or a balanced budget. But with regard to our minds, uh, excuse me, with regard to our bodies, what uh, medically and in the fitness industry that means is our ability to maintain a center of gravity over the base of our support. In other words, it's about proper posture or standing up straight, sitting up straight, uh, sitting up straight or and um, also maintaining that posture while we're standing and through a range of movements. So we're not falling over um, or getting out of alignment while we're standing or sitting like I'm doing right now, hunched over trying to talk at this microphone. You know, we want to make sure that we're standing in proper um, positioning when we're standing and we start movement like walking. And this is important because the body isn't designed kind of like a machine where we have levers and pivots uh, for rotation. Our muscles push or pull on bones that rotate over joints together synergistically to create movement. 
And each muscle, bone, and joint, et cetera, all the things in our body has a function for themselves. So like me, this my arm right now, see so if I can get you to see it. Just this movement here, you know, we have two bones, there's a joint, and the muscles and all the connective tissues are working to make that movement happen. But if something's not working correctly, um, our balance and posture is affected both statically while we're sitting or standing and also during movement, like walking. Um, and that puts our body in a suboptimal position and it puts us in danger of injury. And that even includes that little movement I was doing with my arm because let's say my arm is out of whack, you know, it's not feeling so well, I'm probably going to favor it and put my body in a position of protection around it. You see people doing this kind of stuff, you know, they're hurt, right? So I'm shifting to one side or the other, or I'm, you know, doing some things that take my body out of alignment. And, you know, it's going to affect how we stand and move. So in a nutshell, proper balance is key to proper movement and to injury prevention. And in the case of recovery from an injury, balance is also key in making progress and mitigating potential re-injury or new injuries due to compensations, like I was talking about that shifting and protective stuff. And, you know, for an example, it's kind of like when if you're walking around and your leg is hurting and you kind of baby it and favor it and you put more pressure on the other leg, and the next thing you know, you end up with a new injury in your good leg. (laughs) So that's a problem, you know, you can see that. And uh, in the mind, balance has a similar but a slightly different meaning. Uh, The brain, it still plays a role in body balance through equilibrium and proprioception, which is the intersection of how we perceive the space around our bodies and our placement within that space. So like what's up? what's down, how close we are to objects, how we sense motion and things like that. Our brain works to control the balance in in our body, but it also works to control our balance mentally. It releases hormones. You know, our brain releases hormones that control feelings of pleasure, anxiety, calm and stress. And these hormones help us interact with others and respond to events in life in a way that helps keep us safe and productive. So if any of these hormones is over or underproduced, our mental health is impacted. So think about this. Think about a time when you were anxious, say about a job interview or going on a date with that new hot guy or girl. And your hormones in the brain are released, causing excitement and anxiety and maybe a little bit of stress is happening there too got the sweaty palms going. (laughs) Normally those shifts are manageable, but if the over or under production of these hormones is great or it's prolonged, the impact can be much more significant. And to what degree that impact is can vary greatly depending on all the circumstances in a person's individual situation. But did you know that changes in our body and our body balance affects the balance in our mind and our mental health and changes in our mental health affect our body balance. Yeah, there's that connection there. Science has shown that there is a relationship between the mind and the body with regard to balance in either. You affect one, it affects the other. 
So if we make improvements in body balance, improvements in mental health are evidence as well, and vice versa. There's several studies out there that show um, that many times the reason why we may not be able to keep up with the fitness regimen that we know, that we know we need is not because we don't feel it and we don't want it. It's because we don't have the mental capacity to stay consistent. Something emotionally, you know, kind of in our minds is holding us back from doing what we know we need to do. So again, it's not necessarily about a lack of commitment, but more about the capacity of our minds in that moment. Improve the mental capacity and improve the ability to maintain your program. It's really interesting. Improve your mental capacity and you can improve the ability to maintain your program. Same is true for your body. Many times, chronic pain in the body changes the way the brain works and can create a situation where the brain will try to convince us not to move. I was there and it's, it's, not, it's not fun. Your body is saying, oh, just lay here. You don't want to do that. It's going to hurt. But if you improve in that body balance and function, it'll signal the brain that movement's okay. It doesn't hurt. It feels good. And thus, it improves your mental capacity and your brain starts saying, yeah, we can go ahead and do this. And you're able to begin and adhere to a program. So if you're paying attention, you probably notice there's a bit of a chicken and egg dilemma. And in both, the answer involves an element of brain function. So, you know, the question then begins, how do you know if your mind is interfering with your body or your body is interfering with your mind. Which one? And which do you work to improve on first? So I don't know. The first thing I would suggest, though, is taking a look at your situation. And it may be clear to you what is presenting as a barrier to you. You may have been thinking about this for, you know, months already, for weeks, whatever, and and you've identified that your mind is doing a number on you and you need to get it right in order to move forward. Or maybe you know that it's your body that's the issue and you need to start small. Of course, first after checking with your doctor, of course. Um, and you need to start small to ensure that you don't re-injure yourself And to show your mind that movement is okay and feels good. So maybe you're there, you know, or maybe what you want to do is look at what you're already doing. Maybe you're already out there doing something and you got to ask yourself if what you're doing hasn't been working, maybe you want to switch to the other method. The third thing you want to do is a little bit of both. And that can be done by starting a habit of daily mindfulness with meditation, breath breath work, some journaling in the morning, or maybe as part of your workout, like a warm-up. You can also participate in activities that address both the mind and the body, like Tai Chi. And Tai Chi is really interesting. You know, it's often used uh, in the physical rehabilitation environment in... uh, 
those issues that um, involve long-term injury and chronic pain or chronic pain because it helps with proper body function and balance. And it also helps to improve mental health without placing any force on the body. So uh, you may or may not know this, but Tai Chi movements have actually been shown to improve muscle strength, balance, flexibility, while also reducing anxiety and stress and even lowering your blood, even lowering your blood pressure and your levels of cortisol in the blood, which is that stress hormone. And you may know um, overproduction of cortisol has been connected to weight gain, and it's also been connected to resistance to weight loss. So Tai Chi can actually be a great activity to start with. It, it does so many things all at once. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Tai Chi, it's a low impact, slow motion exercise where you move while breathing deeply and naturally and focusing your attention on your body sensations. So your, your attention is inward. And sometimes you can add breath work or energy work that combines a few minutes of gentle breathing um, before the movement, or you can actually incorporate it along with the movements. And the idea here is to help relax the body and the mind and to mobilize the body's energy. And Tai Chi is really cool. And it differs, uh, it differs from other types of exercise because the movements are usually circular and they're unforced. The muscles are relaxed rather than tensed. And the joints are neither fully extended or bent. And you have connective tissues that are not stretched, which is completely different than most other types of, of traditional exercise. Um, but although Tai Chi is slow and gentle and it doesn't leave you winded, it still addresses, like I said before, key components of fitness, which includes, again, flexibility, strength, balance, and it even to a lesser degree um, affects your cardiorespiratory uh, function. So with regard to muscle strength, the work in Tai Chi is comparable to resistance training like a, or a brisk walk, and it strengthens both your upper and lower extremities and also the core muscles of the back and abdomen. So it's really, really good uh, and helpful for people with back problems. And, and, and I was one of those. I was actually using Tai Chi um, in, in my rehab during my last uh, injury in the formal rehab. Uh, tai Chi also has a correlation to uh, balance. Uh, there's the practice reduces falls and improves proprioception, which again is the ability to sense the position of our body in space, right? What's up and down, proximity and closeness to objects, movement, speed. And it can be um, your, your balance and your proprioception can be at issue sometimes due to injury, illness, and sometimes just due to age. So Tai Chi is really, really a great place to start if you're unsure whether it's your body or your mind. That's the thing that's interfering with your consistency, your consistency in a movement program. It's also really good if you just want to get started with something that's simple that you can do anywhere that doesn't require equipment. So this is great for people who have to travel for work, especially when you're traveling and the gyms are closed or, you know, you have inconsistency and stuff. You can get started with that. Now, I'm talking a lot about getting started with consistency and keeping consistency and that's got to be the thing that we all struggle with so much. Like most people, 
that, that's the thing that we struggle with is, is being consistent. And right now, with the pace of things that are going on in life, with all the things that are going on in the world right now, staying consistent and working on your health is more important and more difficult than ever. You know, and in all honesty, you know, like I said, I was just faced with this issue myself. You know, like I said, as I as I mentioned earlier, it, it's been an exhausting last few weeks, like really real talk. Um, and I was having difficulty maintaining my program for myself. And I was physically and mentally drained. And I'm not going to lie. I I was really, really feeling it, you know. I was run ragged and uh, starting to feel guilty for not showing up the way that I wanted to everywhere in my life. It, it was affecting me in so many areas for myself, you know, at work, showing up here in this community. Um, it was difficult and I was trying to be there for everyone and everything, knowing that it was impossible under the circumstances. I, I knew that 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 wasn't going to work because seriously, I'm, I'm working 10 to 12 hour days, most days, and many times I'm working up to 18 hours. I'm the primary caregiver for my mother who has chronic illness and has need for physical assistance. And even though that's the case, I was still feeling guilt and shame for not doing it all. I'm going to say that again. I was still feeling uh, guilt and shame for, for not doing all of this stuff. It's ridiculous. Have you, have you done this to yourself? Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you set up a situation with completely unrealistic expectations for yourself, then feeling terrible that you couldn't meet your outrageous demands on yourself? Yeah. This girl, that was me earlier this month. You know, you know, even, even, even though, honestly, in addition to all those responsibilities, I knew, I knew conceivably I could only do individually or on rotation one of these three things. I could do my program for myself to get the results that I need and desire currently with my situation. I could informally teach other people what they need to know to complete my program to get results for themselves. Or I could set about doing the many things that needed doing to create and implement a formal program that would be ready for the masses that I could put out there for, for all of you. I knew I could do one of those, but, but I couldn't do all three at the same time with everything else that was going on. Yet that guilt and shame that I've learned over the last two plus decades was telling me that I should or that I should at least try. So I'm here to tell you, I am not immune. I am no different than anybody else who's facing these issues. And honestly, we're all there. The world is struggling, right? We're, we're all doing the best that we can under the circumstances and we've got a lot going on and many of us are, are, are sitting back to 
reassess what we should be doing in our lives to keep us healthy. And some of us don't even have the time to do that. We're, we're so busy scrambling and grinding and being in survival mode to, to keep up, you know, we're, we're all in this together and, and I'm no different. I'm no different than anybody else. I'm just aware of a method to use uh, to cut through this dynamic and and get on track toward toward our goals, you know, and and I'm using it to get me back on track toward my goals. And it was difficult, but I made a choice to practice what I preach, to take a minute to take care of my health needs, which included getting my balance back in my body and in my mind and, and to take a short uh, break from podcast and, and content creation. And let me tell you that hurt. It hurt, it hurt a bit. Um, it hurt enough that I got emotional on a conference call talking about it. And I am not one that routinely gets super emotional about things yet. There I was mind cluttered, overstimulated, and in need of balance. Balance. Balance is key. Balance in many areas, no matter who you are or what you're trying to accomplish. You know, no matter what, we need it. And and this also goes to show and to punctuate that life, my method, me, you, none of it is about perfection. None of us are perfect. Nothing is perfect. You know, life is going to continue to present challenges to us, all of us, me included, me included. And I'm right here with you, you know, using my method again to get myself together, um, you know, from the last recover, the last injury that I suffered at work. And uh, I've just learned we can't always control what life throws at us, but we can have a, a method and a way to deal with it when things do go sideways. And I would love it. I would be ecstatic and I would, I'd be so joyful if you join me in community. And uh, you could do that by subscribing here to be alerted of new podcasts as they air. And you can also find me on Instagram at mindyourmatters underscore SFF. Again, let me say that. That is Mind Your Matters underscore SFF at Instagram. And there in this community, either there or here or wherever, we can come together and navigate the journey to reconnect to self, to fulfill fitness potential, and to restore the athlete within. I would love to join you and I would love to see you there. Until then, this is Sin reminding you to mind your matter.